The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yeah, don't it sound so epic? Horns are screaming, I ain't the one you want to mess with. Use a joke, I ain't the one you want to jest with. The battle's coming, you only got a few seconds to run. Yeah. Hello, Bengals fans. I am Matt Minnick, and this is Coach Speak coming at you in the days, hours leading up to the Super Bowl. Holy crap, we're actually here. How did this happen? You know, and, and I think people will point to Joe Burrow, and obviously Joe Burrow is the catalyst uh, for where the Bengals are at. Um, he has been a huge part of changing the culture. Uh, obviously, he has an extreme talent, you know, and, and that ability to never be out uh, that has really redefined this team. But, look, it's not all Joe Burrow, all right? I, I think we're going to see this, especially, like, as the national media starts paying more t- attention, um, you know, they're going to they're gonna take that, well, it's, it's all Burrow, it's all Burrow, these guys aren't that good, that guy's not that good. No, like, they're that good. You know, they went out, they built the defense, and Arumo has done a great job finding guys who – Nobody else wanted. You know, it's the land of misfit toys over there, and they have done an incredible job of piecing things together on the on the defensive side of the ball. You know, uh, off at the line, they don't have the guys that they want yet, but hey, they're still figuring it out. Um, you know, you go out and you get Chase. You know, you, that was a sometimes like this franchise and and Dak Taylor in particular, but this franchise is kind of like criticized, like, oh well, you know, they're, they're being conservative and they're not doing that, and like, oh, they don't have any guts. Look. Here's how you know who has guts, all right? The gutsy call is the one that you know is going to be criticized. So kicking a field goal, um, you know, even not going for it on fourth down, you know, sometimes those can be the gutsy calls because those are the ones that you know people are going to bring up later on, okay? It's about it's not about guts, all right? It never has been. It's about making the right decision at the right moment. And, like, Chase is special. All right, and and I thought Chase was a special fit for the Bengals. Um, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was an incredible fit. I thought it was exactly what they needed. Um, I underestimated his talent. Like he has exceeded my expectations um, already. And look, the future is very very bright. But look, uh, so look, you can talk about Burrow and that cultural shift. It started with Zach Taylor. All right, and it's got to come from uh, from the coaches as well, right? It's better and it's stronger when the players are the driving force behind it. When you have guys like Burrow and like a lot of the other guys on this team, Von Bell, 
uh, you know, comes to mind. And but it, it, it's got to you've got to have that at the top. You got to have that leadership uh, that's that's on board with that, that that's preaching the same things. Because if you don't, it's it's just gonna crack at some point. Because like just the hierarchy doesn't work if it's only the players. So you got to give those guys some credit as well. And look, we talk about Burrow and like, oh well, they took a you know quarterback first overall and he's great and he was gonna change any franchise. You know all the opposite things of what they were saying before when the the Bengals were gonna ruin him. But it's not true. A lot a lot of quarterbacks go first overall. Pretty much every year a quarterback goes first overall. You know unless there's unless there's an old lineman or a D lineman who is absurd. Uh, it's a, it's a quarterback, so that, that doesn't really stand up. And who gets drafted first overall and turns his team around, taking them to the Super Bowl as fast? And the answer is nobody. It doesn't happen. It does literally never happen. You know, and the Bengals, and not only that, the Bengals actually earned that first round, that first overall pick. You know, it's not like when the Rams traded up to get golf, they traded up. Uh, they were a, a you know, maybe I'm stereotyping because uh, Fisher was the coach at the time, but I believe they were eight and eight the previous year. Uh, if not, they were close to it. So that's what that, that's what it is. You know, and, and you look at the other quarterbacks that were taken that year. You know, if Burrow didn't do his thing, you know, at LSU that year, um, you know, might have been one of those guys. And you look at the situations they came into, like, oh, uh, Cincinnati's a bad situation, it's a bad franchise, poverty, blah, blah, blah. All right, look look at what that, those guys came into. All right, they're both dealing with their, their second coach already. You know, third year in the league, they're going to have their, their um, second coach already. You're changing things on them. I mean, Tua's already had a bunch of offensive coordinators. You know, like, like that's that's what's not good. You know, stability. Have the, the foundation you know, have them coming into something that, that that's that's functioning, that's going to work. And I mean, the fact that like we're comparing ourselves to those franchises, I mean, it, like like it's ridiculous. All right, Dolphins fans coming at me. Like, look, the Dolphins had Dan Marino, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, wear the rings. Right. So don't talk to me about that. Anyway, I'm moving on. I'm uh, Dolphins fans don't listen to this anyway. I'm sure. But anyway, we're moving on. So let's talk about more about Burrow. Uh, Burrow. Stafford, you know, Burrow threw a bunch of picks early in the year. It somewhat worked itself out, but he's been a little, a little shaky with the ball lately, right? He's throwing some kind of suspect balls. Makes you wonder if he's pushing a little bit. We know this moment isn't too big for him because we know he's been there before. Uh, but you gotta, you know, you get, we, I'm worried he might try and do too much. So we gotta make sure he's chill, he's cool, and he's ready to go. Uh, Stafford has thrown. Uh, like 17 picks, league leading uh, in picks, and like he he's never been there. Like we're we're talking about you know Burrow's the young guy, but look Stafford's never been there. Stafford's never been anything close to there. Like he's the first year with this team. You know he's not used to really competing. So you know he's a guy you have to think about in this you know in the bright lights. What's going to happen with him? And he throws so many balls that should be picked. Um, and you know we as Bengals fans just need to make make sure we need to hope that. The team is making those plays when they have those opportunities. You know, they can't afford drop picks. They've got to make those plays. Turnovers are going to be a huge piece of this game. Uh, they've got to win the turnover battle, and they've got to capitalize when they're able to get those extra possessions. Um, and, you know, look, Burrow's got to get cooking, you know, and, and it's got to, they got to have that, that aspect, the chase. They've got to have the big play out of chase. Like it's got to come in there somewhere, and it doesn't have to be a, a, a long bomb. It can be, it can be you know racking the ball, 
uh, like he has so many times before. Uh, but they've got to have that that dynamic out of chase to really get things going. You know, the Bengals' defense isn't talked about enough. We talked about Stafford. Uh, like, the Bengals have done a good job of creating turnovers. I Somebody asked me, and, and I apologize uh, if you're listening, because somebody asked me two weeks ago when I was talking about what they did against the Chiefs and, you know, dropping off some of the guys rushing three. Hey, would this work against Stafford? I didn't answer the question because I didn't know. Um, I honestly, I'm not sure how much Rams I had watched at that point. Uh, now I've watched like half their season. And yeah, because the Stafford's bad decisions are coming late uh, in in the, the snap, in the count, right? So give him time. He's going to get antsy. He's going to try something, uh, and, and there will be some opportunities. So, yeah, I got no problem with that. Rush three. Let him, let him, let him do it. Uh, drop, drop guys off. You know, that makes sense. You can be kind of conservative with it. He's not going to kill you with his legs either. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I think we're definitely going to see some level of that at some point in this game, and, and I think it could be uh, really good. Uh, it's all about cup right now, though. Uh, on that team, you know, I, I think you look at Kelsey and Hill were more productive the second time that the Bengals saw the Chiefs this year, but they still managed to take away Kelsey and Hill in really key situations, especially the, the goal line, that last goal line, uh, well, that goal line, that last red zone stand. Um, you know, not all double teams, but understanding and having, uh, they were playing like some uh, some read match defense that uh, matched up the safeties on the in-breaking routes, and that really uh, that really helped them out. I mean, that created double teams, uh, essentially, when they weren't really, you know, they weren't actually double teaming them, but people look at it and be like, oh, that's double teamed. Well, no, like, that's not what it is, but that, that is created by the route, and those are the routes that they wanted to get to. So I think it's about understanding that offense, understanding what they want to do with Cooper Cup, and being able to take advantage of those things. And, uh, and, and set up in a situation where, hey, you got to go to, you got to go to OBJ, you got to go to Jefferson, you got to go to Woods. And, Look, those guys are all really good, but that's not how that team is trying to beat you. So, you know, you got to concede it to some point. And you got to rally and tackle. And that's the thing that this team has been great at, keep things in front of you, rally up and tackle. Uh, this defense has been great at that this year, and they need to keep that up for one more week. Because uh, it, it seems to me like a lot of what the Rams do offensively has come from that. It's come from guys like Cup being able to make plays with the ball in their hands. So that's what I'm looking at defensively. You know, they're going to have to make adjustments. The staff's been great at making adjustments throughout the year. They've been awesome in the third quarter. Um, you know, that middle third is going to be huge as always is. I think that's a key uh, this week. They need to win the middle third. They need to score right before the half, and they need to come out and score in the first drive of the second half and, uh, you know, make sure that they can build or take – or hopefully not, but cut into uh, a lead by doing that, by uh, clumping together a couple of scores there. Um, you know, at the end of the day, who's who's ready for this? Who is this moment not too big for? And you look at the Bengals and you say, well, they're a young team. Um, but they're a young team with a lot of championship football on them. There's a lot of LSU. There's a lot of Clemson. There's a lot of Ohio State, you know. These are guys that have played in some big-time games, and I don't see them 
shying away from the bright lights. So I am um, I'm beside myself. Uh, you know, I think probably like all of us are. Uh, you know, this is crazy. It's uh, certainly for, for some personal reasons very emotional for me. Um, and and I, I can't believe we're here. I'm excited, excited to be here, excited to share it all with you. Uh, but you know who's not really excited to be here is, is the Bengals. You know, like you can tell from that roster, you know, those, those guys, the way they talk. Um, you know, yeah, they're excited to be here, but that's not enough. You know, they want to get this one. And those AFC champion hats and, and T-shirts, like, man, that, that doesn't mean anything to them. You know, they got to get one more. They got one more chance to compete together. They got a chance to really validate what this team is really validate who they are and you know their beliefs and how they've done things how they've built things their belief in each other their commitment to each other and this is that opportunity to do something that nobody can take away they can make all the excuses they want and they will um but nobody can take it away yeah we're coming for with sours yeah we're coming for with sours